name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin. And this is the Sauce Not Sauce Pod. Where two unapologetic sisters dismantling mental health stigma, one conversation at a time. Woo! 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 <laughs> Hi! Hoi! Hi! Hoi! We've, we've been watching a lot of Kath and Kim lately, mm. guys, so really sorry in advance for talking like pure bogans. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. It's different. It's, it's unusual. unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um... It, this this is this uh, podcast is now a Kath and Kim podcast. Uh, Can we talk? <laughs> if we talked the whole time, mm. like Kath and Kim, yeah, would people love it or hate it or love that they hate uh, hate that they love it? Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, I'm gonna go the latter. I would hate myself for loving it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like people won't take us seriously, and they probably think we're joking. <laughs> Do people ever take us seriously? People never take me seriously. Like, imagine, just hypothetically, uh-huh. talking about suicide as Kath and Kim. I don't think that would go down very well. Well, that ter- took a very dark turn. <laughs> dark turn. Ooh, okay. Uh, back to topic at hand. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Um, we are so sorry that there's been a little bit of a gap between our episodes. Unfortunately, there was this snap lockdown that we found about the day of. Um, I love you, Dan Andrews, but um, plus some warning next time. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, a lot of our essential service, like our non-essential services were shut down. So even though we probably could have done the episode over Zoom, I don't have any equipment at home slash, you know, the privacy at home to really have made that work. On top of that too, like I, you know, we started on Zoom, our Zoom. That's where we started our podcast. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like we've gone from We're that. beyond that. that now. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think we're like, we're beyond Zoom. We're just beyond that audio quality. The trash audio. <laughs> the trashy audio quality. <laughs> I still have to give your headphones back for that. Your little gang headphones. Oh, set. I don't use them. I don't use them yeah <laughs> i use them for this i literally use them for display maybe i'll just keep them just in case there's another snap fucking lockdown <laughs> when never you no know, because no, they were trash <laughs> they were trash <laughs> so we're really sorry about that guys but we are back mm-hmm. um and hopefully we will stay back mm-hmm. um and yeah and we have ideas we have, we ideas. have ideas we have ideas and things of where we want to go and what we want to do with this podcast yes and the growth that we've gotten in even in the past couple of months since we started has yes. been really exciting and has made us think about you know the future for this podcast and guys it is exciting stuff that we've got planned mm-hmm. so you know, we are so grateful to you all for tuning in and listening to us and, you know, becoming part of our community. But we have so much more in store for you guys. So just stick around. Yeah. You'll like it. Yeah. I slipped into Kath and Kim again. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's different. It's unusual. It's nice. It's normal. <laughs> all right. I'm yes, going to stop now. I'm uh... going to stop. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Today, my dear sister. We are talking about daddy issues. Daddy! Oh my god, anytime someone says daddy, it just reminds me of Malcolm Turn. <laughs> Why? Because we, in my friendship group, because I went, I did like a political styled course at uni, yeah. in my friendship group from that, everyone called him Zaddy Melk. Oh god. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I really don't want to hear the word Zaddy ever again. As I, as I, as I, oh wait, when I think about Zaddy, I think about Zaddy Sudden. Oh, yeah, 
He's a hottie. Yeah. He's a hottie. For, for our non-Victorian people, Zaddy Sutton is the... Uh, health, Chief health officer. Chief health officer for Victoria. He is the absolute spice that is brought to every coronavirus press conference. <laughs> he's the, I think he's like the main reason that women watch the show en masse. Yeah. I feel like I know he's definitely the reason that certain women I know watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely only watch it for him. It ain't for bloody Dan Andrews and his. Uh, I watch it for taxi door ears. <laughs> I watch it for Dan Andrews' North Face jacket. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. So <laughs> distractions. Dis- disrupt. 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 English is hard. This is what happens when daddies get announced. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a hard fucking Daddy? episode. <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Okay, no, seriousness. Okay, go. Back to the business. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, we are talking about daddy issues today. Okay. Yeah. Daddy issues. Daddy. The fucking I hate you. <laughs> okay, so today we'll be discussing the concept of daddy issues. We'll be talking about what they entail, mm-hmm. the history of the term in popular culture. Yep. And discuss whether the term has a basis in victim blaming. Just by knowing me, you probably know what my stance is on that already. Uh, I think I think anyone who is pro victim blaming can go fuck themselves and get mm. the fuck off our podcast. Mm. But anyway, you know you don't know me very well, so <laughs> take your guess now. And special prize for you if you get to the end, <laughs> and you were right. The special prize being. You were right. (laughs) (laughs) And the glory that that comes with. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, Soraya, Mm. what are daddy issues? I don't know. What are daddy issues? Well, let me tell you all about it, sis. So, the father complex, more commonly referred to now as daddy issues, Mm. is a psychological complex in which associations to the image of a father or, you know, fatherhood, are unconsciously biased, okay. right? So what may surprise you when you hear about, you know, if you've got prior knowledge about daddy issues, what may surprise you is that the associations that create this unconscious bias about fathers and fatherhood can be both negative and positive. Okay. Ooh la la, right? I know. So negative associations with fathers, father figures and fatherhood could present themselves as an unhealthy level of distrust or fear in anyone in a fatherly position. Okay, yeah. Right? Like a, a male person of authority, mm-hmm. your like visions of yourself as a father, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, positive associations with fathers, father figures, and fatherhood could represent themselves, sorry, could present themselves as an unhealthy level of admiration. Kind of like rose-tinted glasses towards, you know, the vision of fatherhood, men in an authoritative position, that sort of jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, fun fact, actually. Mm-hmm. Famous psychoanalyst Freud. Heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. Ye old Freud. Ye, ye oldie Freud. Ye oldie Freud. He believed that the father complex only consisted of the feelings towards a father figure on behalf of the male child. So Freud thought that only male children could have daddy issues. Right. Is that because it's it's considered that a, a, a son and a father, because of that whole sort of masculinity, sort of authoritarian... 
Honestly, no fucking idea. That's the only reason I can think that's why it would be because mm. it's just kind of like, you know, a son looks up to their father and it's like the whole idea, like this old school idea that, you know, father. Like mirror images sort of thing. Yeah. That like, yeah. you know, and you know, a family should have a father and a mother and each of them play their fucking roles because, you yeah. know, daring to stereotypes are shit and... Well, I mean, look, this was, this was the early 1900s, so there was not really much outside. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think, is that because they think daddy issues uh, was only a male thing? Because, you know, there is a diff... They believed at the time that there's a special bond between a father and a son because a son looks up to a father about how to be a man. Possibly. That's a, actually a really good point. I sort of, um, in, a, in, in at a later time, yeah, I'll sort of talk about probably the reason why, but okay. your answer's probably better than mine, so... Cool. Good on you. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. I have fixed daddy issues. <laughs> so Freud, yeah. So our fun fact about daddy issues is that Freud basically thought that it only ever affected the male child, right? Yeah. Whereas another psychoanalyst during the same time frame mm-hmm. named Carl Jung. Carl Jung? Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sosbud. Oh. oh, he came for Freud, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Carl Jung. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, mouth and fucking doing the right thing. Carl Jung understood the complex to affect both male and female children. Wow. Imagine that. Both children having fathers? Oh my god, Freud your shit. <laughs> <laughs> so nowadays in mainstream media, the term is used predominantly for female and female ident- identifying children. Right. Mm. That's interesting how it's like it first started off as males and then it's like switched to females. But I guess so that's where the victim blaming shit comes in. Yeah, kind of. So, so basically our fun fact is Freud was like only guys and Jung was like, nah, props everyone. And then mainstream media was like, women. <laughs> but you know. Those pesky women. <laughs> those pesky females. <laughs> All right. So back to the history of daddy issues, Soraya. Cool. So. Freud and Jung came together in so many different ways, but they separated in others where this issue was, you know, concerned. So Freud did this study mm-hmm. and one of his subjects had the lovely pseudonym or nickname or whatever you want to call it of Ratman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Freud. <laughs> did he live with rats or... Was did he identify as one? I genuinely didn't want to look into it. Or was he a rodent type superhero called Ratman? I genuinely, when I was like, <laughs> I was like this, I was like, Ratman? Did he write like a novel? And I was just like, oh, you're a bastard. Oh my god! No, that was me calling. Oh, right. <laughs> so not me calling Ratman. But no, I was just like Freud. You're a dick. No, that's why I thought. I was like, oh, so he called the kid a rat man because he thought you're rat bastard. He, he thought that bastards. The technical Sorry. term for bastards was. A, oh my was god, a rat. we are so hectic. Um, no, I was calling Freud a bastard. Right. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You need to follow that up. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> And so I thought Freud was a bastard. <laughs> Freud, you're a bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, he called this guy Ratman. What a right. fucking dog. Yeah. Anyway, so Freud did this study about the Ratman and the father complex. Mm. And with this particular subject's experience with fatherhood and the father complex, and, you know, he looked at other subjects as well. Um, Freud came to the conclusion that those men who showed fear and defiance towards their fathers were also quite resistant to his, resistant 
to his treatment. Right. So he came to the conclusion that the father complex affected how men saw male figures in like of authority in relation to their feelings to their own father, possibly because at that time in history, I mean, people didn't really pay much attention to women's mental health. So my theory is the reason why he settled on males is probably because he wasn't practicing on females. Well, if, if everyone much. knows that women, all the only mental illness that they can ever fucking experience is hysteria. I thought oh, I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say hysteria. I was like, yes, yes. Oh my god, we should do an episode on that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so on the other side of the coin, sorry, mm-hmm. Jung was looking at the effects of both, like you know, the positive and negative experiences with fatherhood and how they affected both male and female You know, like an actual correct and proper study because yeah. you can't just yeah. pinpoint. You, c- yeah. you can't just be like, men. Yeah. Because I talk to you men. Can, you, you, can't, you can't say that it only affects men and yeah. then just study men instead. Basically, <laughs> basically, Jung was better. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, let me explore this, right? Freud, Freud did a fraudulent slip up. <laughs> 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 God, we suck. Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. Come. Yep. Come back to the point. So, in his observations of various patients, he saw instances where a strong and loving relationship with the father could lead to an eagerness to trust male authority figures, almost to a detriment. Okay. Right? Yep. Whereas he also found, and this, you know, this phenomenon was particularly prominent with women that a child's negative experience with their father could lead to that child believing that all men are just like the negative images they hold of their father right so if their father was emotionally abusive emotionally distant physically abusive um a jerk they would assume that all men and particularly all men of authority Mm mm-hmm were just like that and therefore they would have a difficult time trusting or connecting with that male person. Yeah. Yeah. Because they'd be like, nah, all men. It's basically the age, ye oldie saying, men ain't shit. (laughs) That is what these people came to the conclusion of. Right. 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 Okay. So as I said beforehand, you know, over time, Mm -hmm. you know, we had Freud who was just like, you know, men and their fathers, they have a shitty relationship. Boom. Father complex only affects men. Yeah. Jung saw how, you know, further relationships later down the track or, you know, further reliances on men in authoritative positions were affected by both strong and weak relationships with the father. Yeah. Now, over time, as we've evolved, the concept of daddy issues is more in line with what Jung found in his observations, right? You know, in both male and female patients. Although over time... Our culture has aligned the concept of daddy issues to be an isolated issue affecting women that manifests itself in their love life. Right. Because I was going to say that doesn't sound like all that what you're saying doesn't sound like what we now think of as daddy issues. But it's really funny because like the whole thing with it just reminded me there's a quote in Pride and Prejudice where where Lady Catherine de Bourgh is saying... Elizabeth said that her father, uh, her father couldn't spare her another week of staying, or yes, another right. month of staying yeah. in um, Netherfield. Nether, no, not Netherfield. Where am I thinking? <clears throat> You're thinking of Raisings. Oh, Raisings. 
Um, so pretty much another week around that area, right? Yeah. Uh, and pretty much, you know, Ka- Lady Catherine's just like, oh, well, you know, a, a daughter doesn't mean anything to a... A father. To a father. Yeah. So I, I have a feeling that. that's a cultural thing at that time when Freud was doing the study, that yeah. it was just like, you know, fathers don't care about their daughters, they care about their sons because the sons are the heir. Yeah. You know, the the, the mother is to teach the daughter how to become a woman and the father Wife, is to yeah. teach a son how to become a, a man. man. Yeah. Okay, so today mm-hmm. the term daddy issues is thrown around constantly and what I've observed in my research, Soraya, and also this beautiful thing called life, is that the term daddy issues is thrown around when trying to give a reason for why women do what they do in their romantic lives. Okay. Right? So in some instances, and this came up in research, it's not just my, uh, you know, uninformed opinion, but also I had this opinion already. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, like, observation, you yeah. know, there's this thing called I lived it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in some instances, a woman is accused of having daddy issues when she has an active sex life. You know, this circumstance is seen to be occurring due to a woman having an absent father and therefore requiring any contact with men for validation and attention that her father never gave her. Yeah, like now thinking about it, I'm just like, okay, how does your dad being missing in your life correlate to you having a healthy sex life? Oh, because you had a a, a missing, like you had a hole in your life, right? That needed to be filled. That needed to be filled. (laughs) That happened by accident. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You know what's really funny? I was actually thinking that. I'm like, this is like so wrong. I didn't realise what I was saying until I saw it. <laughs> I'm so glad that you did. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Oh, I was going to say that. I was going to say, like, what? There's a hole. She, you know, she's trying to fill a hole in her life. Oh, fucking hell. By filling her hole. Oh, my God. <laughs> basically, that's what the fuck. That's the weirdest thing. That Yeah, that's basically oh, it. Oh, it's so. It, now thinking about it, it's so fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not like some fucking backwater bloody. This is so stupid. <laughs> incestuous. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah, it's just, what the fuck? It's so stupid. Yeah. So yeah, there's that whole thing of like, oh, you know, she's constantly having sex with men. Like, she's got a Rolodex or a revolving door, whatever. And well, it's like, okay. Well, maybe she just likes dick. Because, <laughs> you know, just as men like using their dick, women can like using dick too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's interesting, right? You know, mm. absent father, she sleeps around. That daddy issues, right? It's hilarious because that is such like a diversion from you know where it used to be known as with daddy issues. I know, right? Mm. It's wild. Um, but then we go into the other side of the coin, Soraya. Mm-hmm. In other instances, such as when a woman is strictly someone who seeks out a strong, committed relationship with a man. She is also accused of having daddy issues because only someone who had a bad relationship with their father would expect or demand a man to adhere to her needs in that relationship or would would try and lock a man down because her father left or her father was absent. So she has to lock that man down so he doesn't leave her like her father did or whatever the fuck. It's fucking stupid. Uh, 
I just realised that How Bad Daddy Issues is such a misogynistic... Thank you. Oh, my God. It's such a misogynistic term. Thank you. It's literally like, okay, so you're a woman with a healthy sex life, like, you know, what men have, and you have daddy issues because there's something wrong with you for to want that. Then for you to want to have, you know, a good relationship with someone and expect certain boundaries or certain things to be met in that relationship, you know... Oh, you have daddy issues. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, look, honestly, sorry, it's a way of dismissing a woman's agency in her own fucking love life. Yeah. Honestly, it's it's a way to shame someone for going after what they want in a romantic scenario because people might not agree with her about what she wants or what she's doing with her own damn life when they're probably men sticking, you know, wanting to stick it into wherever they can. You know what, Yazzie, right? Yes, Soraya. I, I don't know about you, but I just feel like I just am not smart enough to mm. know what I want in my life. I feel, and like... I feel like men have to tell me that. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's because, like, I don't have daddy issues. Right? I just don't think for well, myself. Case, well, case closed, Soraya. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's fucking... It's dumb, Yeah. You know? And the thing as well that really bugs me about this whole situation is that the whole father complex, mm. like we've seen and like honestly is just common sense really, yeah, doesn't just affect women. And also it doesn't just have to be connected to the relationship of the father. <gasps> Shock. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Surprise. Yeah. Did you know that you have more than one parent parental figure in your life? I know. Mummy issues. Not just that, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> because parental figures aren't just your mum or your it's dad. Authoritarian figures as it's, well. Well, yeah, it's it's people in your life that have had a heavy influence on your upbringing. Yeah. You know, it could be aunties that are at your house, aunties, uncles who are at your house every single day, grandparents you may have grown up with in the house, mm. or even, like you said, teachers, authoritarian authoritarian thank you thank you those figures yes um you know and our experience of with any parental figure you know your mum your dad your grandparents your aunties your uncles basically anyone who had a heavy influence in raising you absolutely affect how you interact within friendships and romantic relationships as you go on through life yeah that when you when you think about it that's common sense it doesn't make sense that that it would only affect a woman and her relationship with her father how does how that came to be i have no idea and i just think you know it's 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 like you said it's so misogynistic the term daddy issues has turned into this misogynistic way to shame women for you know whether or not they may have had a good relationship with their father. As, you know, as Jung said, you may have had a really good relationship with your father and it affects you. Mm-hmm. You may have had a terrible relationship with your father and it affects you. And that's used interchangeably against women constantly. But you know what's really funny? I've also heard daddy issues being used as a way to, like, to dismiss authoritative women as well. Yeah. Like, so women in strong, like, in, like, leadership roles leadership roles and stuff like that yeah um when they're considered to be you know if this was a male they wouldn't be considered this but you know because they're female they considered oh they're like a real fucking bitch yeah right yeah Uh, they must hate men their father didn't love them yeah yeah Yeah. okay yeah um and it's just because 
like you know any boss that you deal and like it's just you know any boss that you deal with if you're doing shit they're not going to take shit but yeah. when it's a when it's a male who does that and yeah. has a go at you yeah. for your work it's just like oh yeah he's my know, boss he's my, my boss, boss is, i've got to take it my boss but is when it's a woman it's like oh you're a fucking bitch you like, must hate men you must hate men yeah blah, blah, blah. yeah so look um what has developed since the days of Freud and Jung has been, you know, the identification of, you know, relationship attachment styles. Yeah. Which essentially show how we act in a relationship type situation, um, you know, whether that's romantic or, you know, not romantic. Yeah. Um, and how various influences from the people who raised us, like I said beforehand, your grandparents, your aunties, your uncles, whatever, mm. um, you know, lead to us having those particular attachment styles in similar situations. Yeah. So I reckon, look, I would love to jump into attachment styles right now, but it's such a fascinating subject that it just deserves its own episode. Yeah, cool. But essentially what I'm trying to say is here, like since Freud, since Jung, you know, you know, the the psychology community has unpacked so many different things about how our upbringing can, um, can mold us. Yeah. You know, and how our relationships with the people who raise us can affect them. can affect relationships we have in the future, can form the way we, you know, attach to the people in our lives. Therefore, you know, the attachment styles. Yeah. Which I think is really fasc- fascinating. I think just off the top of my head, one of them is like anxious avoidant attachment, which is something along the lines of, you know, actually, you know what? I, I forget, so I'm not going to delve into it, but we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll do another episode on it. Yeah. But the thing is like, you know, to come back to the concept of daddy issues, you know, it's a term that is now thrown at people mm-hmm. to shame them for how they act in relationships. Yeah. You know, it's almost making a mockery out of any childhood trauma they may have experienced that left them with unresolved issues that come up later in life. Or, you know, as I said before, them to, you know, to shame them for doing something that you may not agree with. Yeah. And my big question, Soraya, mm-hmm. my big question is this. Why do we have a whole cultural phenomenon or a whole cultural movement or a phrase or whatever mm-hmm. that makes fun of a person mm-hmm. or really makes fun of a victim of trauma for what their parental figures put them through throughout their childhood? Why are we casting blame at the child mm-hmm. when it was the attitudes that the parents brought to that you know, that person's childhood yeah. that left them with trauma and scarring and is now having a less than sparkly effect on their relationships now in their adult lives. I'm sorry, are you saying that the world lacks empathy? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's shocking. Because that's what it really comes down to. It's, a, it's, it's not... It's not taking... I think it's... I think the problem is as well, and I find this is what adds to the stigma with mental health, mm. is that people just dismiss. So dismissive. Are just really dismissive. They don't actually take the time to get to know someone and be like, why do you feel like you're like this? And I think it's because in in essence, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. people are too scared to have these conversations. Absolutely. They don't want to have these conversations because it's just easier just to yeah. break up with someone and just say, she had fucking major daddy issues. Yeah. Instead of just going, you know, I like this girl and I'm worried, like, that this might not 
happen. So taking that control into your hand and just breaking up with them and going, well, it's not going to work out because she clearly has daddy issues. Yeah. Instead of going, why are you like this? Yeah. I think it's also not just that people don't are dismissive and don't want to talk about the subject. I feel like people are very <sighs> willfully ignorant mm-hmm. and that they don't even want to look into the, the topic at hand, do the research, address the actual issue at hand because why would you when you can just make a joke out of it and sweep it under the rug? Yeah. So we sweep so many things under the rug, so why can't we sweep mental health under the rug too, you know? Why can't we just – look, they joke about it in every TV sitcom under the sun mm-hmm. these days. Yeah. Like I specifically remember, you know, Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, all that shit, like making tons of jokes where daddy issues were concerned. And I just yeah. think it's trash. It's a crock. Because why are we laughing at someone who had an absentee father, an absentee parent in their lives that later went on to develop, you know, trust issues or, you know, had a really good relationship with their parent and now is too trusting? That's not on the child. But but there's plenty of people out there who have had been abandoned and all this sort of stuff. And they don't have the quote-unquote what people refer to as daddy issues. Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, it's it's setting up this whole fucking... To me, it's like a misogynistic sort of idea. Yeah. And a gender stereotype idea yeah. that in a child's life, you have to have a mother and a, and a father. Yeah. Um, and they have separate roles. Yeah. When that's not the fucking case. You yeah, that's don't, it. You can have kids who have you know come from single parent homes that are well like you know that are well adjusted people or whatever or they had other people in their lives that helped with raising them yeah they might not have had their dad in their life or their mum in their life or whatever but they're not it hasn't affected them yeah a lot of the time when people people i guess how they act in their relationships and stuff. Yeah. It's usually not because of their fucking parent. It's because of past relationships Thank they've you. had. Where Thank been, you. Where they've been treated like utter fucking shit. And that creates the whole, the the, the vision of what a relationship is. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. I feel like, like personally, mm. I feel like a lot of the issues I had with prior relationships yeah came from the relationships i had while i was still really young yeah and how i was treated in those relationships because they were the first romantic situations i was exploring Mm -hmm. i just took it as oh this is how you act this is how you're treated and this is how you feel that sort of shit didn't come from parents no but that's the thing as well it's it's people who have had an influence on you during that time frame of your life and how they have treated you or how that situation sort of unfolded yeah can affect how you see those types of relationships whether it's friendships whether it's authoritarian far out man yeah authoritarian thank you um relationships authoritative relationships or you know um romantic relationships family dynamic style relationships they're mirrored by what your perception is of them already. And, and this is this is a thing, right? It's like if a guy calls a girl who sleeps around saying that she has daddy issues. I fucking hate that. It's more the fact that 
you want to be with her, but she don't want to fuck with you. It doesn't even have to be that. Like, it could be like guys would be like, oh, she slept with me now. She's sleeping with someone else. It's just, it's just a way to judge and shame women, women for their romantic situations with men. Yeah, and regardless that- of what they're doing. It's just something that you personally don't agree with. Whether, like I said beforehand, it's committed relationships yeah. or whether it's not committed relationships, it's just a it's just a word people throw around to excuse the fact and to make fun of and to shame um, the fact that you don't have control over what they're doing with their yeah. life and they don't care what you think. And it's like kind of saying, oh, wait, women don't have needs. <laughs> women shouldn't have needs. Fucking hell, man. You know what I mean? Women are just there to exist and yeah. pop out babies and make dinner and do the laundry mm-hmm. and make sure their house is nice and clean and to shut their mouth. Yeah, pretty much. And that's, and that's what it all comes down to. Because in the end, like a woman sleeping around, it could just be she doesn't want to be in a relationship. Mm, yeah. And who the fuck is it for you to judge? And honestly, if your first reaction is to turn around and see someone owning their shit, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, whether it's a gender non-conforming person, gender diverse person, whoever the fuck it is, you see a person owning their shit, living their life, not doing anything that hurts you, and you turn around and be like, oh, they're like this because they have daddy issues, shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. But yeah, guys, guess what? We've come to the end of the episode, and if you guessed that I was going to say that the term daddy issues has a basis in victim blaming, here's your lucky prize. You were right. (laughs) Because I think it's a crock of shit. Yeah. You know, and I just think that it's it's an outdated term that is still constantly thrown around that when I hear it, I'm just like, shut up. I think, like, the basis of what they the, the whole thing was talking about is that parental figures have yes. an effect on your psyche. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. But it's but it's not like you can't just... Pretty much by people saying that people have daddy issues, you're doing fucking armchair psychology and you are trying to diagnose someone when yeah, you're not up. a fucking psychologist. You know what, actually, in all of my readings, I probably should have mentioned this at the first point. Yeah. Um... I saw multiple um, psychologists from the States. Apparently they have like a thing of terms, like mm-hmm. a, almost a dictionary of terms that they yeah. have to draw from. I don't know if we have that in Australia. Daddy issues wasn't one of those terms. Yes. It's not a technically recognized term. Yes, the father complex, you know, has been explored in the past. But now, like I said beforehand, the focus is more on attachment styles and stuff, which relates to how you were treated in certain relationship styles growing up. Yeah. And it might include your father, but that's not necessarily what it comes down to. Exactly. So Because that attachment issue could have been with a with a mum, with a grandparent, with a teacher, with so yeah. many other people. Could have been anyone. So yeah. long story short, daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's that, Soraya. That's pretty good. Funky history, fun facts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Freud ain't mm-hmm. shit. Yep, Freud ain't shit. Jung, you the man. Love you. So as I said, called before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's me. That's it. Cool. Cool. So what you do for your self-care this week? I genuinely don't know. Oh, no, I did. Okay, so I've been trying to reorganize my room because my life is basically all over the shop lately. Going back into the office at random days of the week and trying to organize social things with friends and, you know, trying to keep it on track. 
that I've just been pulling stuff out from cupboards and reorganizing them and stuff. And that's what's keeping me happy. I don't know. Organization makes me happy. Yeah, that's a self-care thing is organizing stuff. Yeah. Trying to keep things clean and, you know, at least I've been on top of that. Everything else has been up in the air, but at least I've been on top of like keeping things clean and tidy. And I started working out again. Thank God. Very nice. Because my back was being like, please do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, please help me. Please move. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, well, I got, I, ever since I, like, ever since the start of the year, mm-hmm. I've been in a really bad habit of not journaling. <gasps> I know. You always journal. I know. I, I always journal. I and journaling. I think that really the last, because I've had a bad couple of weeks this past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, like, journaling is a time for me to process how I'm feeling and sort of change that. Yeah. That thinking. Yeah. Because I, I'm not the type of person that, like, would, say, for example, go up to Julian or call you and tell, you know, you what's going oh, going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, because sometimes, like, I, I get worried about wasting other people's time. And, you know, like, I do respect, you know, that sometimes people don't want to have all that shit unloaded on them. So one way that I deal with that is by journaling. So pretty much the last couple of days I've started journaling. And since I've started journaling again, I feel, feel better. Like I feel a lot better. Yeah, that's good. Because I'm finally writing. Because it, it's the thing is, it's like, it's sometimes good to just get those negative thoughts out of your head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and then when you see it on paper, you're just like, wait, why am I feeling like, th- like this doesn't make sense because yeah. – what I'm writing down here, now looking at it and reading it back, this is actually not reality Yeah, I get of you. what's happening. I get you, yeah, yeah. Like, I was getting really down on myself about, like, my art and stuff and, you know, getting worried that I wasn't going to do, like, I'm not going to do well and I'm not going to be successful and make a career out of it. Yeah. Um, and, and, that, and that comes down to, one, I'm spending way too much time on social media. A lot more time than you used to. A lot more time than I used to. Yeah. And that's because I've just become obsessed with, like, the numbers and stuff. Yeah. Seeing growth and shit. Seeing yeah, yeah. growth and shit because I do really want to make a career yeah. and be successful. Yeah. But the issue is, is I'm spending more time doing that than actually creating. just creating work. Yeah. Sometimes you can be so focused on whether people are responding or reacting to what you're creating that you mm. you, you, you lose your creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this week I kind of set up a challenge for myself mm. to, uh, create something every single day. Yep. And because I've done that, I haven't had time to, <laughs> to check anything. Oh, to check anything. Oh, to that's good. Anything. That's good. Yeah. So it's gotten me out of that thing. So now like today I've only really, cre- like I, I've stopped doing that challenge. I was going to do it for a whole week, but now I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, but now that I've done that, I haven't been focusing. That's good on my phone. Yeah, because I like even just today, I haven't really been looking at it. Yeah, that's sick. So it's kind of break broken that that cycle that I need to break because it was fucking driving me insane and yeah. making me feel depressed because you know. I'm a very impatient person at the best of times. Are you? <laughs> I never knew that about you. Interesting, fascinating sarcasm. <laughs> um, at the best of times and then just adding on the pressure of trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah. And it's not because it's going to stay at nothing. It's that it's going to take time and I'm just being impatient. Yeah, well, 
things take time. You know uh-huh. that. We do did a whole episode on it. Yeah. So then sometimes, you know, you need to be reminded of that. And That's I think, true. And I think it's because, you know, I don't have a job and all that sort of stuff. So it just put more pressure on myself than I need to. Yeah. But I'm glad you came out of it. But I'm okay. Yay. And it's, and, and this is a whole thing. This is This is one of the scariest things I've ever done in my entire life. Like I'm actually going for... Mm for my goal yeah and my dream yeah and that's daunting and it's daunting and this is just the beginning of like my journey and i think what makes it what what i'm i'm fighting with at the start yeah is thinking like this is a mistake um i'm not good enough like i'm not gonna make it what have i done but what am i gonna do with my life because in the end right i need to keep reminding myself there is nothing else for me to do. This is it. Yeah. And it's not is that's not a way to like pressure myself like, you know, I I like I can't do anything else. No, it's more the fact to try and go, this is what I was meant to do. Yeah. This is my purpose. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna make it work. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna grow. And we'll see how it goes. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. Boom. Done. Long story short, you did journaling. I did journaling <laughs> and it helped me reassess my thinking because my thinking was starting to go down a very, very bad way. It's always good to do something to help you reset and realign and mm-hmm. shit. So. Yep. Well, that's us for today. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Boom. Boom. Um, you know that you can find us on Instagram. Did you know that? Are we? Yeah. Are we on Instagram? We're on Instagram. <laughs> Our Instagram handle is SozNotSozPod. Uh, that is S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D. You can also find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a very cheeky review. Thank you, Apple. I wish that was a function of Spotify. I know. Why don't they have it? I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know. Because I know more people... I mean, I personally do not use Apple. Yeah, no, I, I don't, don't either. Um, But... If you're feeling a little bit frisky and you want to leave us a cute review, you can jump onto Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. You can also leave comments on our Podbean because I finally figured out how to respond to comments on Podbean. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, so we have our Podbean website, which uh, is on our Instagram profile page in link link in bio. Yeah. Um, you know, and also you guys can you can send us an email. We've got our Gmail, which is S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Um, fun little reminder, though. Remember that we're just like you. We do our research and stuff, and we're very passionate about all things mental health, but we are not certified psychologists. So we love to hear from you, but we can only do so much to help you through personal situations. We're not qualified for that, and quite frankly, it would be us – doing you a disservice believing that we could have that much um because we're not psychologists no and we do have like on i think like our pod bean and stuff like that in our descriptions like places where you can get in contact like the yon blue and stuff in the episode description you've got uh places to call websites to go to um i don't have any for our u.s listeners but maybe that's something i'll do if we have any, any u.s listeners that can help me um with some resources to put in the show notes, I would really appreciate DM that. DM us on Instagram. DM us on Instagram. Chuck us an email. We love to hear from you. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and have an amazing week. Yes.
Bye, guys. And we definitely will be back here next week. Yeah, unless Dan Andrews and his North Face jacket have a fucking different idea. Oh, no, there's been some cases recently, too. <gasps> Did you know we have flesh-eating bacteria? <gasps> Bye! <laughs> <laughs>